what does the sand or the shore say to the ocean? If you, what is my line? That's line, right? Or is are the boundaries always forgiving? Translocating safety and embodied boundary making with Income Nadefo. In part two of our three-part boundary series, Anastasia and Income Nadefo consider the fluidity of embodied boundary making. Income Nadefo, pronoun she they is the founder of Loomis Transforms and the creator of the Resilience Toolkit. She is known for her unique ability to connect with people of all types by holding powerful healing spaces, weaving complex concepts into accessible narratives, and creating synergistic and collaborative learning communities that nourish people's innate capacity for healing, wellness, and connection. Income serves on the founding advisory council of Land Clinic and is one of my dear friends. Would it be okay to ask you to do just a quick introduction? I think, you know, I can share, there's a lot to share about you, but maybe a just quick one I can put into the Substack. I think I've been calling myself lately a liberatory change alchemist, but sometimes alchemy gives the feeling of like metal, mm. right? A metal, a cold metal feeling. Maybe it smells like sulfur, but this is an alchemy that's like has blood and soil in it. And so I play in the areas of trauma and resilience and stress and wounding and healing at different scales from the very intimate and intrapersonal and the relational to big systems and structures across geography, across identities to develop and test out different approaches yeah. As my friend Parsana says at Healing Justice London, rehearsing freedoms. But I just want to note that when I think about the word alchemical, I have um like I have a body reaction of tasting metal, tasting blood. So when you said soil and blood like that 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 tracked for me too so um the you know there are so many questions but I think it would be helpful to maybe just have you describe what you think a healthy boundary is Ooh. well I'm gonna question the word healthy mm -hmm. good question <laughs> And maybe reframe that as a supportive boundary, a nurturing boundary, a protective boundary, appropriately so. I think of boundaries as responsive limits of what we will or will not tolerate. Mm -hmm. Or think of them as semi-permeable membranes, like 
It's not a wall per se, right? It's semi-permeable. You can respond to the environment like a contact lens lets in oxygen and moisture to the eye, but you cut onions and you don't quite get the onion in your eye, you know? And boundaries are not demands on other people. They are not uh, rules for other people to follow. They are not even expectations. It's just, I will, if this happens, I will do X, Y, or Z. Or if this doesn't happen, I will do X, Y, or Z. And so they are personal. I think of boundaries as quite personal. Yeah. And that's a personal sense, right? That's in an interpersonal sense of, of boundaries. But the, even in an intrapersonal, right? Like how I care for myself, right? Like what are the boundaries I have about commitments? Often they're commitments. They can be commitments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's in that sense of the word. But I do think of like a semi-permeable responsive membrane where there is a choice about what you let in or out. Yeah, and I I love that image. And it it's really in contrast to like, just if we can talk a little bit about how property law works, right? And how property line boundaries are these very, very rigid um, boxes or hexagon, like whatever shape it ends up taking. And, and so it just, it feels like the boundaries of the land and that how we have relationship to those boundaries very much shows up in different, different areas, right? Like that shows up in our, in how we build community. And um, so I don't know if there's anything coming up for you as you think about this semi-permeal or the porous, porous membrane um, you had just mentioned um, and just contrasting that to property law and, or at least conventional systems of owning quote unquote land. Anyway. I mean, those aren't boundaries. Those are walls. Mm -hmm. They actually aren't because a natural boundary like is an ecotone, right? It is a, uh, I almost, you know, I was thinking about ecotones as like crepuscular or liminal spaces. They are in-betweens, right? Where something gradually shifts into something else. There's very, it's not often in the natural world that those, that a boundary is so sharp. There's the demarcation tends to have some kind of gradation, a little ombre, right? Mm -hmm. um, so as night goes to day and, and, um, you know, when dawn arises or the sun sets, that crepuscular time, it's a boundary, but there's this liminal space in between. And so like, you know, in shore, right, when the ocean and shore, right, that there's a give and take, it's, right, it, it's not um, like try doing a boundary, like at different tides, like if it was a property line at the shore, with different tides, you know, it's constantly moving. So it doesn't, it defies what the law is trying to rigidly hold into place. Um, I don't think boundary is the right word. I know they'll say it, this property is bounded by, right? So they'll use the word bounded by, you know, but I mean, even, you know, it, like I think about property addresses, mm -hmm. 
like how in the United States, it's very, you know, it's a numeric by and large, you know, it's your address is four, five, four, whatever, you know, it's the street, the zip, the city, the zip code. And then in other parts of the world, it's like the shop above the corner on the, you know, literally like, and even you see it in England sometimes, you know, it's the farmhouse at the end of the road, like the post, you know, the postal codes are quite different. The way we locate things um, has much more fluidity. Yeah. Um, and it's a formal system, right? Like people can get mail from anywhere in the world. It's a formal system, but it's it has a more informal quality to the naming of it. And it's almost in some ways relational, the, the shop at the um so i don't know mm -hmm. because I, I don't i guess when the thing is is when it gets so codified and so rigid it gives the illusion of uh permanence it gives the illusion of it has always been this way and this is the best way to do it because it is the most precise. It is the most permanent. It is the most standardizable because these are the values that it's standardized that, you know, um, but what if those weren't our starting points? Yeah, there's actually a really interesting evolution to modern property law, like the land surveying um, and looking at some of the English traditions, they used to do something called beating of the bounds where the whole community would go around. And whenever they would find like a monument or a marker, it's kind of violent. They would take a child and like hit them on the bum or push them into a nettle bush, have some sort of like um, embodied <laughs> mark in this child um, to, uh, if it was ever to go to court on what the boundary line is, the child would testify. So it's just, it was so, it's, it's a very strange origin. Um, of They would testify and say like, oh yeah, it hit me on the butt. I can tell you that was there. <laughs> that was there. They thought pain was a, was a reliable, um, reliable witness, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, even there though, like it, it's, it's weird. And I think there's some strange stuff around the church, but just thinking about it as like a communal, it, it's something the community does together rather than um, the way that uh, the property lines were established in the, it was very much, it's like, we're going to make this map. We're going to place it here with no reference really to the people, places, or ecosystems that exist. Right. And so I, it just feels like, um, we've that that idea of standardization making it easy reducing it to a mathematical equation because if you look at and i'm sure you've looked at like any sort of land-based transaction the legal description is mumbo jumbo to me like i don't know what that means these angles it's, it's so um yeah it, i don't know if there's anything to respond to there but i just wanted to flag the ridiculous origins of our both, I mean, it's about the origins and also, you know, if, if we don't talk about what our preconceptions are, that if efficiency and standardization are our values, but no one says that efficiency and standardization are values. We just say this is the way it is. Right. But once you can say, oh, that it looks like these are the underlying assumptions, then we can start having a conversation. Are these the assumptions we want? Right. Like you right. can't even have the conversation if the assumptions are invisibilized. Yeah. Yeah. That 
Um, and so I'm, I'm thinking about what you mentioned before and, and just bringing the ecotones in and thinking about how safety, like the, the, I, I feel like private property gives the illusion of safety for a lot of folks, right? Like this is where I find safety in my, the four corners of my home. And so if we want to dream into something a little bit different and look to ecotones, look to convergence points, um, I, I, yeah, I'm curious because I know safety is really big for you. Like how, how to safely navigate the fluid boundaries, boundary line. I think when people don't feel safe inside, we do all kinds of funny things. Mm. Not funny, haha. Like funny, oh God. Mm. Um. So we grasp. We grasp for security when we feel unsafe. Um, because you can have your four corners. Right. And still, okay, I have my property lines. They've been drawn. I own this property, but I still don't feel safe. So now I need a gun. And then that still is not enough. Now I need to stand my ground law so that I can use my gun. So there's like this um, implicit admission of failure of this property line to provide the safety it was supposed to provide in that it always is additive that they need to keep adding more and more, which is saying the first thing didn't work. So what's really the problem is where are you locating your safety? So if the safety, right, what if safety was in our relational bonds as people, right? If that was where we were seeking safety in relational bonds, what would our relationship to property and land be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think the, what I really love about the ecotones and I'd love to hear if you have some additional thoughts on it too, is just, there is a requirement to engage with environment that I feel like the current system doesn't allow for. Like you can just hide in your home and no one will bother you, you know, like that's a thing. And that's devastating. That's so sad. We're like a communal species. We should not feel that way and it sucks that people like actually that is a real feeling um and so yeah I just I, I think about the ecotones and how that perhaps could right like there's discord there's things happening it's not all harmony and I don't think har like that's something we should try to do right I, it's not possible for everyone to be harmonious we're not all the same we don't have one experience um, but yeah, just if there's anything to reflect on there around safety not being the same thing as um, variation or differences or the emergence of something new, right? Yeah, and if you feel unsafe, the unknown is terrifying. If you're already unsafe and then the unknown, it's terrifying. And so um, like, really we have a crisis of fear here crisis of fear and so it, almost like you're asking people to do more when they can't even do what they're doing mm -hmm. 
So there, the conversation has to be, let's talk about safety and let's talk about what is safety and what does safety mean to you? And how do you know when you're safe enough? And so, and I think um, people would have to be in conversation. Really, they need to be in conversation about what does this mean? What does it feel? And like, you know, does a gun make you really feel more safe? Does being in your home make you feel more safe? And in, you know, and in what way? And how do you know? And, and sort of like letting people start to name some of these things. And I think meeting them and helping them under, helping folks understand themselves better opens up a softening that there might be additional ways of feeling safe. And then you can start to have a conversation rather than saying, I see you in your home and we've got to get you out of your home. We've got, you know, it's like, you know, can we stand at the doorstep and have a chat? Yeah. Like where is the the nature that's lapping up with them in their homes Mm -hmm. and in what way? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm pausing because I'm just thinking of the ways my craft, right, as an attorney, really enables people to not leave, even get to their doorstep, right? Like I just think about the ways that, um, and how that can how how within it. what within my craft I can shift. Um, so that that's just something that's like, and I don't know if it's my place. Like, so that's, that's another thing is like, it doesn't feel like um, what we need is a new way to draw property lines or a new way to like, that's not what at least at the beginning feels the most important. Um, so yeah, it's not know. that it's not important. I mean, it is important. It, what is important is to know what is often most useful when, mm-hmm. and it feels it feels early, right? It feels early in the conversation, like and there. But people and co- communities may be at different stages and phases. So go to the ripe spaces. Go to the right the places that are more ripe and do the experimentation because you're always going to have a leading edge, right? There's going to be a leading edge, and so you work there, and then what diffuses what filters into um, consciousness it's a good place to experiment mm-hmm. right with people who are engaging and are at the boundaries and in playing in the ecotones great like then that's the place to play and I think that's where land clinic is um it's as you think about what helps other people get to and other communities get to that ripeness that's a different question that I think you're right is not a legal question mm-hmm. right? um and so you know here this is why we have multidisciplinary transdisciplinary anti-disciplinary work to you know what what is needed what is needed to get people on the bridge to their front doors yeah. and people can get to their front doors and they look out at their le- their manicured lawns where they're pushing you know the boundary of the wildness of nature out as far as they can. So you could get them to their front step and it's nothing. It's still sanitary right? mm-hmm. or it's AstroTurf. I don't know. 
my neighbor in LA got AstroTurf and it was just the hard, it was so hard. It's like the worms, <laughs> you're suffocating the worms, but um, yeah. yeah. And maybe you're not watering. I don't know, you know, so. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, is there, is there anything else income that you feel? I know you prepared for this, so I want to I want to squeeze the juice out of this lemon to see if there's any other. Is it a Meyer lemon? Is it kind of sweet? Yeah, it's sweet. And it's got honey at the bottom. Like I'm making a whole, whole thing lemonade with it. So um, I mean, I do think your question is important. Like is where is the role of law? Right? And what are the adjunctive, supportive, other approaches that are and when, and how do they work in synergy? Um, who is part of the conversation? As we understand that boundaries are also artificial, like things are all connected in all one and a boundary is artificial and it's a both hand. Yeah. So how is something whole and divided? How is something whole and partitioned? Do we have the capacity to sit with that nuance mm -hmm. that the land is whole and it is partitioned, even not by human hands, even not by economic systems, the land is partitioned. Yeah. And it is full. Yeah. No, no, I'm just thinking of like, you know, as a human boundary, like you say, like if somebody punches me, I won't engage with them, right? Like I'm gonna like that's my boundary, like no physical violence. Like what does the sand or the shore say to the ocean, if you, what is my line? That's <laughs> do I have to lie, right? Or is are the boundaries always forgiving, always interacting, right? Or does it, I mean, like, does a tree say, I will only do so much, I will only bend so much, and then you give me enough wind, I will break. I'm done. Like, I, I don't know, like, is is there a way of the analogy of a human boundary does nature have some of the same play or are they different animals? Mm -hmm. I love that question. Because an ecotone is a relationship, mm -hmm. not actually a boundary. It's a relationship. Right. I, I feel like there's just so much knowledge that, is within, you know, where, where the base of the tree and the roots meet the soil and the conversations that are had there are ancient and new and all the things all at once. Like the, it feels like the time and like, you know, you punch me and then I don't engage with you. Like it's not, time doesn't work the same way. It feels like, um, it's not as yeah. It, I don't know. It, the relationships seem a little, little bit like long time um so maybe there are boundaries within that long time but 
a really beautiful question to um, sit with and maybe maybe end our conversation on. Cool. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> cool. I'll stop.